Good evening. It's an honor to be here. It really is. It's a blessing to, to be able to come and to preach God's word, to preach God's law. Tonight, we'll be continuing on in the fourth week of a Ten Commandments series. We're going to be focusing on the third commandment. I said this last week. I'll say it again this week, uh, and I, I meant it last week. I, I mean it this week. This has been a really good series for our church. This has been a really good series for me, even just in preparing these past two weeks. I feel that God has taught me so much about his law. I feel God has taught me so much about his commands and, and opened up the meaning to me in, in a deeper way, in a way someone growing up in the church I may have taken for granted the simple truths, the simple commands of God and the, and the, the truth and the beauty of the truth. Uh, my prayer for us tonight is that we see the beauty of God's truth and the beauty in God's commandments. You know, Psalm 1 says that the wise man meditates day and night on the law of the Lord. I can't think of a better way for us to spend this evening than to dive into the law of the Lord, to reflect on the law of the Lord, to meditate on the law, the commands of God, the Ten Commandments. If you have your Bibles, turn to Exodus chapter 20. We'll be in verse 7. Again, we're going to be looking at the third commandment, the commandment to not use the Lord's name in vain. Now, this is a commandment that we're probably all fairly familiar with, at least hopefully that is. In fact, in my preparation last week to preach, I didn't end up using this, but I, I found a site. Uh, it was, a, a, I guess, a study that some guy did, and, and he surveyed Christians to see which of the commandments they could name. Their answers weren't great, <laughs> which was sad. Most of them named do not murder. Most people got that one. Most people got do not steal. And then after that, do not use the Lord's name in vain was actually the third most common response that people got. So this is a fairly well-known commandment, even of the 10. It's, it's one that, that hopefully most of us are, are familiar with, at least to the instruction of do not use the Lord's name in vain. Do not take God's name in vain. Let's read Exodus 20, verse seven. It says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. You see twice here the, the use of this word vain, this idea of vanity, that we take God's name and, and use it for vanity. Uh, about a month ago, or two, a couple months ago at this point, Josh Womble finished up a, a Sunday school class through Ecclesiastes, for those of us who are in that Sunday school class, probably very familiar with this idea of vanity as being a running theme through, through Ecclesiastes. And here in Exodus, there's this, this Hebrew verb. The connotation is this idea of emptying God's name. Do not empty God's name. Do not misuse it by emptying it. It's kind of the connotation we have here. And see, the seriousness of this commandment is matched by the value of God's name. See, the reason it's so serious that we don't misuse or do not take in vain God's name is because of the value of God's name. 
This is a, this is a big deal. This is a serious commandment. It's not something to just brush over and, and blow over. See, it's a big deal when we misuse something that has a lot of value. That's just true in life, right? So as an example, uh, I, I like knives. I wouldn't say that I'm like a knife guy, like a crazy knife guy, you know? Maybe I am, I don't know. But I like knives. I, I like, I like, I've got a couple that I, that I really like that are nicer, higher value, and they have a use, they have a purpose, they have a function. All right, if I came home and, and my wife, Jess, was using, you know, like a Spyderco or a Benchmade knife as a screwdriver or to like pry open, you know, a, a, a jar of pickles or something, I would be pretty upset because she took something that is valuable to both just as a, has a lot of value and is valuable and important to me and has misused it, you know, causing damage to it. But let's say the same thing's true if I were to walk home and Jess is trying to pry something open, but she's using, you know, a plastic disposable knife from, from Walmart. I don't really, I'm not all that concerned. You know, maybe there are better tools out there, but I'm not all that concerned because the value's not there. But when it's something valuable, there's, there's a seriousness attached to it. See, this commandment is attached to the seriousness by which we should take God's name. The reason it's such a big deal to misuse God's name is because of the value that God's name holds. Now, I wanna make three points tonight on three different ways that we misuse God's name. And then my final point, my fourth and final point, will be on the way we should use God's name. So three, three ways we misuse God's name and one way to use God's name. So my first point is, we use the Lord's name in vain when we empty it of its reverence. Do not empty the name of God of its reverence. There are a couple ways that we do that, that we empty God's name of its reverence. First and probably most commonly and probably the application that most of us go to when we hear this commandment, the application that most of us are probably most familiar with or grew up hearing about. Don't use the name of God as a substitute for a curse word. Don't use OMG or God's name followed by some reference to his damnation as if God were gonna, you know, cast his eternal damnation upon, you know, whatever inanimate object you just stubbed your toe on. When we do that, we've misused the name of God. We've emptied, a, we've emptied the name of God of its reverence. This idea of reverence is this idea of respect and power and authority that the name of God carries. We use it as a substitute for the you know, curse word. We've, we've lost that reverence. Now let's think about that just for a second. Like, why is God so concerned about this? One, because God is so concerned about his holiness, his reverence, his glory. But also, I wouldn't really like it if you used my name every time something bad happened to you. You're like, you stubbed your toe on this, this thing. You're like, Andrew. It's like, hey man, don't bring me into this. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I wouldn't like that. 
I'm not trying to make a joke here, but you know, why do we associate God with, with the bad things that, you know, it's usually a, a bad thing or in place of a, of a bad thing. That's a wrong use of God's name. But I actually don't think that's the only wrong use of God's name. Because I still have two other points and five or six other subpoints. So I think that's the one that we all know, right? It's my first one. We're going to get right out of the bat. Yes, this is wrong. Do not do this. Do not speak in this way. Control your tongue. Tame, tame your tongue. James talks about the tongue as, as uh, the rudder which steers the ship, the whole body. Tame the tongue. Do not speak in such a way. That's foolishness. It's speak in such a way that, that empties God's name of its power. I also think we empty maybe a little bit more real for, for those of us in here is, is this, that we empty God's name when we, when we use his name flippantly. When I say flippantly, I mean lightly, maybe jokingly even. Because it's easy to say, well, I, I, don't, I don't use God's name in, in that sense. I don't, I, don't say, I don't say, oh my God. I don't say, God this or God that or any other swearing use of God's name. It's easy to say, okay, I don't do that. I've checked the third commandment, I'm good. I think there's more to it than that. I think we can use God's name flippantly when we don't take it seriously. Maybe we use God's name lightly and in a joking manner. I've seen this on church signs. Church signs try to make, be clever, make a funny joke, use God's name as some, some sort of pun. Not trying to be uptight here, but I don't like it. I, I don't like t-shirts that, that make light of who God is, even if they're trying to be clever and, and Christian t-shirts. There's this weird thing that sometimes exists in Christian subculture where, where we use Jesus or God as, as a joke. You know, nowadays we got like Jesus memes Got to be real careful with that stuff. Is that taking the Lord's name in vain? Are we emptying the reverence that is associated with God's name when we use it for jokes? Not like jokes as much as the next guy, right? Usually a pretty joking guy. But our jokes should never empty God's reverence, right? Maybe, you know, if you grew up in the, the 90s or late 80s, you've seen the shirts, Jesus is my homeboy. Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to, 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 to pick hairs here, but is that the way we speak about Jesus? So lightly? Let's be careful with that stuff. Let's, let's pay attention to our heart when we say those kinds of things, laugh at those kinds of things, joke in those kinds of things. Are we really taking God's name with the reverence that it ought to be taken with? Or are we just using his name flippantly, lightly? As if it didn't hold any power, right? Because let's not forget who's, who God is, what God's name is. Right? God is the one who holds, who has created the whole world, holds the whole world in his hands. Sent his son to be born on earth, conquered death, raised to life, ascended to heaven, Right, is coming back, coming out of the sky with a sword out of his mouth, 
bring judgment on the unrighteousness. That's God, that's God's name. Let's not use that so lightly that we miss the power that's to be associated with it. Let's not view God's name as so light that we miss the power behind it. Second point. We use the Lord's name in vain when we empty it of its power. Now, this is very similar to the first one, but I'll explain some of the differences. We use the Lord's name in vain when we empty it of its power. Do not empty the name of God of its power. And how do we do this? Maybe this one's probably the most real for some of us in this room, for those of us who claim to be Christians. This one was the most real for me. We do this when we claim one thing about God, but we live a totally different way. When we're in church, we're speaking one way, and we're out in the world living another. This one hit me hard knowing that this was gonna be my point, one of my points in the sermon all week, it hit me pretty hard. Am I living this? Am I living what I'm preaching at home? Is, are the things that I'm claiming to be true about God, claiming to be true about God in my own life, am I living those things out? Or am I a hypocrite who's, who's claiming one thing, saying one thing, and living another? See, we can empty the power of God's name in our own lives by living falsely. And we can use the Lord's name in vain when we claim to be living for God when we're not. This one was was personally convicting to me. Because we ought to live it. I ought to be living it. First and foremost, I'm not trying to say, I'm not saying anything that's true for anyone that's not first true for, for me. It's why James gives a warning to teachers. He says, not many of you should be teachers because there will be a higher standard. If I'm up here teaching one thing, if, if, if Josh or Matt or Jake or anyone who, who, who stands in front of this pulpit preaches and teaches one thing about God and goes and lives contrary to Jesus' commandments, to God's commandments, then we have used his name in vain and we use his name in vain anytime we come up here and preach it if we aren't living it and it's not real in our own life. We've emptied it of its power. We've emptied the Lord's name of its power. We do that, that's vanity. Third point, we use the Lord's name in vain when we use it for our own purposes. We use the Lord's name in vain when we use it for our own purposes. Do not use the Lord's name only for your own purposes. To push an agenda, try to be self-seeking. One thing I did a little Google search when I was prepping for this sermon. I, I, I Googled, why? Just trying to find, trying to find articles here. I just wanna see what, what's been written on the internet. And there's all sorts of things that have been written on the internet. So I searched, how would Jesus vote? 
I found about 10 articles that said Jesus would be a Republican. And they were all written by, unsurprisingly, <laughs> Republicans. And then I found about 10 articles that said Jesus would be a Democrat. And they had all their reasonings listed. And, and, and all of them were written by Democrats. And then there was a handful that Jesus would be a centrist, like me. You know? <laughs> and each of those were just trying to attach Jesus' name to, to push a political agenda. Now, of course, of course, we should think through how we vote from a, from a Christian standpoint. We should think through societal issues from a Christian standpoint, and we really should be concerned with what would Jesus do. But we should not ever try to twist Jesus' name, the name of God, God's name, to push an agenda. It shouldn't be attached to things like politics where it, where it does not belong. There, there is a place that it does belong, but there are also places that it does not belong. Do you understand? What I'm trying to say is, is the heart behind it just trying to push your own agenda? Trying to push your own power? We use the Lord's name in vain when we use it for our own purposes. Maybe you, can, maybe you think of uh, a, a preacher or, or a, a TV evangelist or, or a self-proclaimed prophet who promises some sort of divine healing and usually that divine healing is contingent upon you writing a check and sending it to said prophet, right? That's using the Lord's name in vain to, to push your own self-glorification, self-wealth. That's wrong. The Lord's name should not be used in such a way. In 2008, there was a song that was huge uh, in the Christian arena, Christian music sphere. It was called Healer. It was written by a guy by the name of Michael Guglielmucci. I'm not making that name up. It's a real name. Michael Guglielmucci wrote a song called Healer. And it was a really beautiful song. It said, the chorus went like this. It said, I believe that you're my healer. I believe that you're my everything. You're more than enough for me. Jesus, you're all I need. And it was a really beautiful, beautiful song. It was accompanied by a story, a testimony from this guy, Michael Guglielmucci. The testimony was he would go around everywhere, he would sing this song. He sang it at the Passion Conference in Atlanta, at the, the Planet Shakers conference in Australia, one of the largest conferences, that Christian music conferences there. He would tell his testimony of how he had just been diagnosed with stage four cancer. And he was dying. He only had a couple years to live. And so he wrote this song, I believe you're my healer. I believe that you're my everything. He'd go and he'd give his testimony. And it got to a point where his health progressed to the point where he was actually on an oxygen tank. And he'd go out on a wheelchair with his oxygen tank and tell his testimony after this song had been sung. And 
his story was powerful and the song was beautiful. And it was really an emotional experience anytime he'd sing it or it'd be played and then he'd come out and give his testimony. It was very emotional. But the story was a lie. And like all lies, the truth became clear over time and the lie began to unravel. And the lie was, he was never diagnosed with stage four cancer. Instead, he had an addiction to pornography that had gotten so bad that he needed an excuse to explain the decline in his physical health. And so he lied to his wife and he lied to his pastor and he lied every time he went out on stage and sung this song. And scientists describe this process where an addiction, even if the act in the addiction doesn't physically harm your body, the mental stuff going on can actually cause you, your mind and your body to deteriorate. It is a terrifying thing. And he literally was deteriorating from this lie that he was living. Using the Lord's name for a lie. But there's some truth here. The song is still true. Jesus is still healer. Jesus is still more than enough. Jesus is still all that I need. This man used the Lord's name in vain. Here's the thing about the Lord's name. the Lord will always bring about his own glory. I think, I think to Pilate, who tried to crucify Jesus, God used that situation to bring himself glory. You think of Pharaoh who tried to mock the name of the Lord, only to be used by God for his own glory. This man was using the name of the Lord in absolute vanity to push his own agenda, to push his own wealth, to cover up his own sin, using the name of the Lord as a lie. But God is still glorified. God is still glorified. That leads me to my last point. So I had three on how we use the name of the Lord wrongly or how we misuse the name of the Lord, right? We do not use the Lord's name. We do not empty the name of the Lord of its reverence. We do not empty it of its power. We do not use it for our own purposes. But my last point is this. The name of the Lord is to be exalted. The name of the Lord is to be exalted. Psalm 9.2 says, I will be glad and exalt in you. I will sing praise to you, O most high. Proverbs 18.10 says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. Matthew 6.9, the Lord's prayer. It says, pray like this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. This is why it's such a big deal when we take God's name in vain. It's because 
God's name is supposed to be exalted. We are, we are given the task of exalting and glorifying God's name. That's why Paul writes in Philippians 2, verse 9 through 11, it says, therefore God has exalted him, speaking of Christ, exalted him highly and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Christians in this room, what is our response to the name of God? How should we use the name of God? By getting on our knees, that every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. There should be a sense of honor, a sense of respect for God. That we rejoice in him, celebrate him as our Lord, proclaim his name. Just like in Acts 4.12, it says, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. So, uh, non-believers, unbelievers, call upon the name of the Lord. Do not use it in vain, but call upon the name of the Lord because all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Salvation comes only through one thing, and that is the name of the Lord. When we use his name in vain, we have mocked the very thing that gives us salvation and give salvation to the world. It says salvation is found in no one else and there is no other name by which mankind can be saved. Call upon the name of the Lord in your life. Submit to, submit to Christ as Lord. We do that by honoring him with our speech, by honoring him with the way we talk, by honoring God the way we live. How I treat my wife, how I treat my coworkers, how I treat the people around me is a reflection of whether or not I'm honoring the name of the Lord. the way I walk in my day-to-day life. If, I'm a, if you're a Christian in here, are you proclaiming the name of the Lord? Am I proclaiming the name of the Lord? That's a question I need to ask myself. Is my goal to make him known? If I really believe that salvation comes by no other name, are we active in evangelism and sharing our faith? in sharing and proclaiming the name of the Lord. Are we active and engaged in that? Because if we're not, then we're not exalting the name of the Lord. We exalt the name of the Lord with the way we interact with people, the way we interact with our families, the way we interact at work, the way we live our lives, the way we speak. So when it comes down to it, 
You can either use God's name by which it's intended or you are misusing God's name. That's the thing about use, right? If you're not using it for what it's intended for, you are misusing it. It doesn't matter what we're, we're talking about here. It applies to anything. Same is true with God's name. We're either honoring God's name or we're dishonoring God's name. We honor his name in our daily lives by taming our tongue, by being disciplined to doing what is right, to being slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to listen. Let us not empty God's name of its power. Let us treat and with our lives and live with our lives in such a way that is reverent to God, that is, that is glorifying to God and is exalting to God. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your commandments, God. We pray we would, as a church, continue growing, that we would grow in our understanding of your word, grow in our understanding of, of your commandments through this series, God, and you would, you would teach the church, you would build up the church through this series. God, we pray for everyone here in this church. We pray for wisdom, for strength, as we strive to, to reflect Christ. We pray these things in your name, amen.